You are listening to episode one of the Invest Your Skills podcast with your host, Summer Ames. I am pretty excited to be here with you today to talk about one of my biggest passions, investing your skills. A handful of years ago, I watched a video of me back from my second Christmas. So get this. On this day, the first present that's handed to me is a fishing pole. Now, I was a tiny Southwest Coast Florida baby, and I had already spent a pretty considerable amount of my time out fishing. Growing up, we didn't have an abundance of wealth or things. Fishing was just part of our normal routine. Those fishing piers gave me usable skills and, equally important, a community. Starting at an early age, we began learning skills and realizing our talents. Think about it. How many behind-the-singer-type shows have you seen where a now-famous singer was clutching a microphone to one of those family karaoke machines? As we grow, that specific thing that we may have been video doing or joked about in stories may not be the skill or passion that we pursue. Nonetheless, these skills will stick with us for the rest of our lives. Let's get skill investing. Before we start talking about skill investments, I want to make sure that you and I are on the same page when we talk about financial investments. If you type into Google, what is a financial investment? One of the first definitions is a financial investment is an asset that you put money into with the hope that it will grow or appreciate into a larger sum of money. When I ask people if they have invested in their future, so frequently I met with information about their 401k plans or their brokerage accounts or what stocks maybe that they're watching. There are a few people out there who choose to use the occasional non-stock investments such as real estate, gold, antiques, or other collectibles. What I rarely hear is that people are investing in their skills. Let's walk through what is known the cash flow quadrant, which is a typical life cycle of going from an employee to an investor. Picture a giant plus sign in your mind. In the top left quadrant, you have an E. That stands for employee. Under that, in the bottom left quadrant, you have an S, which stands for self-employed. In the top right quadrant, you have B for business owner. And lastly, in the bottom right quadrant, you have I for investor. Now, in this model, employees are people who have a job. Self-employed people own their job. So a lot of times you'll see people that are freelancing or consulting go under the self-employed option. Business owners own a system that works for them. So they have tested some things. They put things in place so that there are multiple people working for them, working on different things in order to meet the same cause. And then last, you have investors. Investors have money working for them. That means that the people who are under that investment quadrant have money going in and can be hands off. Skill investment or investing is having your skills working for you just like you want your other financials working for you. You know, I've been working since I was 15 and a half. On that magical day, I marched myself into a local Italian grocery store called Catalano's to apply for my first job. I turned skills I started learning and honing at Catalano's into a stellar career in implementation management and strategic analysis. And I did this because I started working on my customer skills very early in life and moved forward to hone them to use later on in my career. It's funny, we can name millions of skills we need to beef up our resume for a job, but strangely enough, all those skills disappear from our heads when we are trying to finally capitalize on our skills ourselves. The only thing that can shift that perspective is changing your mindset. 
This is why you'll hear a lot of people who want to be or are entrepreneurs talking about gratitude and positivity. We spend so much time thinking that our skills are only valuable if they're for someone else, rather than thinking about how we can use our own skills to build our own wealth and meet our own lifestyle wants. A majority of people start off in the employee quadrant, and statistically speaking, most people stay there. By acknowledging your skills and trusting in yourself, you can start to move out of the employee's quadrant and get closer to being a skill investor. With time and dedication, you can absolutely get there. Skill investing is just investing your resources into a profitable business you control that will grow and appreciate into a larger sum of money. And folks, that's what we're doing right here on this podcast. We are talking about how to use our skills to grow and appreciate into larger sums of money. Now, I want to share with you the six principles of skill investment or skill investing. These principles, which spell out assets, bring together top principles of growth, wealth, and investment strategy. I'm going to give you the summary version here and throughout the life of this podcast, really break uh, deeper into these topics and other topics that are relevant to investing your skills and business building. So let's kick things off with A, acknowledge your skills. I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to say out loud the first number that pops into your head. Now, after I ask the question, I'm going to pause for just a couple seconds to let you answer. How many skills do you have? Did you say zero to 10, 11 to 20, more than 20? Let me let you in on a secret. You don't have 20 or more skills. I challenge that you have way more than 50 skills and that those skills don't get the credit that they deserve. Many times we only think about skills that we use at work. I was a project manager, so things that would pop into my head were usually making schedules and running meetings, sending out project updates and keeping things organized. Only when I held my own feet to the fire to really think about my skills did I think about how I was also skilled at working with global teams, pricing negotiations, and risk management. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. We do not give ourselves credit for all the things that we're stellar at. If you do not acknowledge your skills and take an inventory of them, there is no way that you'll be able to then capitalize and profit on those skills. Next, we have S, show the numbers. When investing in yourself or anything, you should always have a clear understanding of your business and financial finances. It's difficult to make educated decisions about your future without this information, without those numbers. When you make a financial investment, you crunch a lot of numbers before you hand over your investment money. And here's three reasons why. The first, it's not going to be readily available to you again anytime soon. So you need to make sure that you're prioritizing your other needs and wants. Two, if you do somehow have access to it, you'll be penalized and or taxed differently if you pull from some of your investment accounts early. And then the third is there is no guarantee that the money that you are investing will be there for later use. And it doesn't matter if we're talking real estate markets, if we're talking stock markets, these different things really reign true. Just like you would need to plan to invest X number of dollars into a 401k every pay period, you need to plan to invest X number of dollars into your business, into your skill. To do this, you need to be armed with the numbers for how much you can save to make a bulk investment or be prepared to make monthly financial investments based on maybe like a subscription-based software that you'd use as part of your skill investment strategy. When it comes to your business, you need to keep a close eye on your numbers. If your investment 
isn't making money, you're not going to be able to keep the doors open and serve the people that you want to help while you're becoming an investor. When you first start things off, you'll probably need to do a lot of your own accounting and bookkeeping, but I highly recommend getting a knowledgeable accountant and or tax lawyer and or tax preparer as soon as you possibly can. There are things about your unique industry or business type that a skilled professional would be able to alert you to and provide fact-based recommendations. Also, why take yourself out of your brilliant zone any longer than you need? Really try and stick to using that skill set and investing that skill set as much as you can. Starting with good bookkeeping habits will help your decision making and knowing where your business and your investments are going. Next, we're going to talk about setting your skill investment goals. If you don't know what you're reaching for, how do you know how to get there? How do you know when you've gotten there? I'm going to read to you two sentences. I want to save money to invest in a business. And I'm going to do the second one. I want to save $500 to invest in a business. Did you catch the small change I made? In the second sentence, I was specific with what my investment goal would be. To create all my goals, I follow the SMART goal system. SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Now here is a new goal that follows far more closely with what I would set for myself using the SMART goal system. I want to save $500 to invest in an online-based coaching business by July 31st. I was specific about how much I wanted to save. I can measure my success or areas of opportunity. I know it's achievable because I showed my numbers first. I can confirm the goal is relevant to meet my bigger goal of investing in my skills. And last but not least, I've time-bound myself to a date to help myself stay accountable. It's important that you set SMART goals, personal and financial, so that you can put measures in place to actually achieve them. Moving along, we have E, equipped a long-term skill investment strategy. Let me tell you a little story about Apple. In 1990, Apple's average stock price was $1.34. In 2000, Apple's average stock price was $3.26. In 2010, average, Apple's average stock price was $37.12. And then just last year, in 2019, Apple's average stock price was $208.25. If you cashed out your investment in, two, in the year 2000 after 10 years, you would have made roughly $25,000 with that $10,000 initial investment. If you were someone who waited to cash out until 2019, you would have made roughly $1.5 million. So tell me, do you want to be the person that cashes out in the year 2000 with $25,000? Or do you want to be the person that cashes out in 2019 with $1.5 million? When you think about the money that you are investing in your skills, always think about the long-term strategy. You will not become a million or a billionaire overnight. When you invest that money, assume that you will not see it again for years down the road. Just like that Apple stock that you could have cashed out for big money, you could do the same when you invest your skills. Now we have T, transform your skill asset diversity plan. When you build your skill investment strategy, don't give yourself a single point of failure. A single point of failure is often heard a lot in the IT world as it corresponds with a single system or connection that should that specific one thing go out, everything stops moving and functioning around it. 
For several years, I handmade and sold jewelry. There were three ways that I drove funds and traffic into my business. I usually did art, craft, and holiday festivals. I had an online shop using Etsy, and I displayed my jewelry in other people's shops in the neighborhood in town. Now, when I had this jewelry business, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing, so I wouldn't call it super successful. Nonetheless, even when I was running about like a chicken with my head cut off trying to make this thing work, I knew that I needed to diversify. There are a lot of you that don't start investing your skills simply because you're overwhelmed with everything that you need to do so that you can get started. You're looking too far into the future. What I recommend is to start moving forward with one big idea first and get it implemented. Bring it live, get it moving, but quickly get back in the saddle and keep moving forward to minimize the time that you spend in that single point of revenue failure while you're skill investing. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, with minimal effort, I bet I could brainstorm three ways you could diversify your skill in your investments in just over a minute. All you need to do is first acknowledge your skills and then have a little imagination. And last but not least, the final S, spot your risks. Understanding how much risk you're willing to take and what your biggest risks are, are two pieces of any skill investment puzzle. When I was still a project manager working in a corporate environment, when I was still a project manager working in a corporate environment, at the beginning of every project, there were loads of risk meetings. At first, a whole bunch of us would sit around in a room and a member or two of the risk team would ask the group a million and one different questions. The risk management team would then take all the risks, whether they were good risks or bad risks, and categorize them amongst all these various risk group types, regulatory risk, reputational risk, staffing risk, technology risks, cost risks, Sometime after those initial meetings, we'd all get back together again, and all the information would have been placed into a spreadsheet with the perceived risk values. The project leadership team would then review all the ratings and determine if they agreed with the ratings or if adjustments needed to be made. By the end, they had a recommendation that would aid in determining if the risk of the project were within an acceptable tolerance to move forward. If the project risk was too great versus what the rewards were, then the project wouldn't move forward. These were some of the most boring meetings of my life but they were also some of the ones that I have forever been grateful to have taken part in. There are risks out there that I would have never dreamed of had I not been in those meetings. When you invest your hard-earned money in the stock market, you research the stocks themselves or the investors that'll be handling your account. Now, if you have evidence that supports that an investor doesn't know how to do his or her job, you wouldn't hire them to handle your money, would you? All businesses and product creation and skill investments have risks. As an entrepreneur, it's important to have the spirit and willingness to take those risks. Taking risks is a absolute requirement for skill investing, just like taking risks is a requirement for investing in the stock market. If you S show the numbers and understand your outside and inside risks, you have the ability to determine if a particular skill investment makes sense for you. So those are skill investing assets. So again, rapid fire, those are A, acknowledge your skills, S, show the numbers, S, set your skill investment goals. E, equip a long-term skill investment strategy. T, transform your skill asset diversity plan. And S, spot your risks.
Remember to keep assets top of mind as you begin and continue down your path in the world of investing your skills. They will help you be and stay successful in your future. We've arrived at the destination for this episode. There are a lot of podcasts you could have turned on today, but you found your way to my little corner of the world, and I can't thank you enough. This episode was the tip of the iceberg, and I look forward to showing up every week to peel off another layer of the onion. If skill investing sounds like your jam, let's hang out more. In addition to showing up here every week, I want you to join me in my Skill Investors Insiders community. Woo, say that 10 times fast. You'll find the link in the show notes. One more time, thank you again, and I'll see you next week right here on the Investing Your Skills podcast.